Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining me for this week's Dating and Relationship Show. This is Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, dating and relationship expert and founder of singleinthecity.ca. Joined by my co-host, philanthropist and TV personality, Joan Kelly Walker. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. Okay, you ready for a great show? I'm ready. I'm excited. (laughs) Do you feel like you've let your health go a little bit over the last year? Uh, Not sure how to get back on track. Our guest tonight is someone who has a ton of experience with helping people lose weight and reach their goals, and she's not a stranger to the Dating and Relationship Show. We're joined by weight loss expert Gina Livy, who helps people lose weight in a healthy way, both physically and mentally, leaving them more in tune with their body's needs. Tonight, we'll be chatting about why COVID might have led to some unhealthy habits and weight gain, how to get motivated to move, and tips on working with your partner on healthy lifestyle habits. Thanks for joining us tonight, Gina. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for hey. having me back. <laughs> I know it's been a year. We had, you were on the show a year ago, uh, like in this, this time frame, kind of like the beginning of last year. Wow, has it been that long? Uh, time yeah, flies. Right. Wow. I know. I know. Joan and I were saying that. We're like, the day's already gone. <laughs> Where did it go? You know, I actually read something about that, how the reason why it, time is going so by so fast is we're not doing anything. We're not marking any memories. We're not going on amazing trips or having amazing nights out or doing anything of sort of real significance. Oh, I don't know about you, but like, I've been really, <laughs> I've been really busy on this new Clubhouse app. <laughs> oh, I, you got to teach me how to use it. I have no idea what it's all about. Honestly, it's, it's like you need another. You got to come on. <laughs> I'm having a hard time keeping track of all my apps, but yeah, show me how it works, and 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 I'll jump on. It's addictive, honestly. Uh, <laughs> all right. It's a time consumer. That's the problem. Yeah. Okay, I feel like though, you know, we're busy, but I feel like I'm doing less things better. Instead of yeah. jumping around so much, I feel like I'm more immersed in whatever project I am choosing to do that day. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of there's there's less outside noise, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Less outside yeah, noise. Focus, yeah. Stay focus, yeah. I I understand that. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Plus, it's okay, okay to just take some time and chill. Like that's okay too. I feel like we're all in. Yes, but we're doing that too much now. But we're chilling too much. We need to get moving now. Like COVID, go away. Is it ever going to go true. away? All right, COVID, why you gain and how to lose. So yeah. why is COVID having such a big impact on the way we move, Gina? Well, you you would sort of, you know, let's talk about weight gain. You would sort of assume, okay, so maybe you're not getting to the gym. You're not being as active. You're not moving enough. That might be one thing. Or maybe it's like, you know, the extra chips or maybe it's the extra alcohol. But I would actually put my money on it being stress. That's where I would put my money and my focus is on stress. So I've had clients, for example, you know, I run these big groups on Facebook um, three times a year. And I've had people who were successful at losing, um, for example, in last winter. And now they're coming back and saying, you know, like, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. It feels like my weight is creeping up, but I'm doing everything you taught me. I'm doing all the right things. But what they're forgetting is, is that their stress levels are so much higher. So they're putting all the emphasis on exercising more and and cleaning up their foods even more and, and doing more of the things that they think are going to help 
Meanwhile, their stress is totally out of control. So stress is so detrimental because every half hour, like every half hour of stress can deplete your vitamin and mineral reserve by up to 70%. So we were stressed before. Yeah, we were stressed Mm -hmm. before COVID. Like the human body has about, can handle about three hours of stress, constantly pumping out cortisol, which signals fight or flight in the body. Um, People are on average last year, pre-COVID, we're pumping out 12 hours of cortisol. And so we were already stressed. We were already like maxed out and stressed before COVID came along. And so it's just like people can't get a handle on their stress. So it's the stress. So you need to, you know, take some baths, go for walks, like some laughs with a girlfriend with a glass of wine, like whatever you need to do. That's where people need to put their focus. Chances are it has nothing to do with the food, the lack of exercise or any of those things. It's the stress. That's what's getting And it's interesting that you mentioned stress because yesterday and it, it can cause you to be get run down too because yeah. I, I felt like I, I just felt overwhelmed um, even though I'm working from home I'm feeling overwhelmed because I have all these new projects and things that I want to do and I'm just jumping from one thing to the next and then my brain is so consumed and I like last night before going to bed, I started getting a sore throat and I'm thinking, why am I always feeling run down? Like, I feel like I run, I think I was run down a couple of weeks ago on this show as well. I was like, mm-hmm. I run down and then I feel better. And then I woke up this morning, I started, I had my ginger tea and all that last night with honey and lemon and I woke up this morning, it wasn't a sore. I feel a little run down today, but I think stress causes so much crap in our bodies, like <laughs> yeah, it just breaks you down. It breaks you down, and it could be stress from you know, you know, even being excited about things. So if you're excited about a project, that's stressful. If you're stressed out about a project, that's stressful. You know, if you're emotionally stressed or lonely at this time of year, that is also stressful. It's all very depleting in the body, so it leaves the body feeling like kind of shaky and you know not very strong. And you feel if you're in tune, like you are, you're going to feel that. You can pick up on it plus you have you affects your sleep so much and yeah. sleep is where you heal right that's where yeah. you get your equilibrium back yeah absolutely. there's a big disconnect there yeah and Mac. i know a lot of people like in order to combat sleep they you know a lot of people are turning to thc and when you mm-hmm. start ingesting uh, thc on a regular basis you eat more well, okay. So I'll tell you why that is actually, because do you also know, I was just going to ask you, first of all, are you finding that with your stress, are you finding that you're craving a lot of salty foods? Are you noticing that? Like a lot of chippies or a lot of salty kind of Me? stuff? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I'm craving, I think I crave sweets more, but I'll tell you, I crave chips in the middle of the night when I wake up to let my dog out. I like, feel like I have chips come to my brain and I want to go to the kitchen and get some, but I stop myself most of the times. But sometimes I give in. But yeah, it's okay, well, but it's okay as long as you have like, you know, five chips or something. Don't eat the whole bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's not even chips that you want. So cravings are so cravings are a way of the body communicating its needs, right? It's trying to get what it needs. So that's what cravings are. So generally when you crave sugar, your body is actually, it wants water. It's trying to get you to eat high water content foods that are fruits, ah. that are sweet. But we miss that and we go for like sweet sweets. 
And then when you're stressed, there's like your brain is floating in fat. Your brain is like 60% cholesterol. So when you're stressed, your body needs that good fat. So your body will associate things that are salty in hopes of getting foods that are higher fat. So one of the things you can do just to kind of be proactive about that is to make sure you're supplementing things like adding an omega-3 in. If you're really stressed out, you're craving salt all the time, you know, or you're hungry all the time and nothing's really feeding that need, just add more good fats to the mix. They give your good brain that good brain fuel and that good sort of sustaining energy. So you can kind of get ahead of those cravings rather than worry about how many chips you're eating is that you can kind of like mix that craving to begin with by making sure you're having enough good fats in your diet. That's what all it is. If the stress drains you, then your body needs to function. It needs you to give it the things it needs to function. If you aren't paying attention, you aren't giving it, it tries to get them by way of craving. So sugar is always water. Salt is always fat. If you kind of feed into those two things, you shouldn't have any cravings. And things like avocados and, and olive yeah. oil, those are healthy fats as well. Yeah, avocados, nuts, seeds, oils. Yeah, yeah. And then just cover the basis with a straight up omega-3. Like people could do well to add in a good, you know, vitamin and mineral supplement, just something basic to cover the basis, which they may have never needed before, but now they do because the extra stress. And then, yeah, the good omega-3 is great. But you know, have you ever heard of the, have you heard of the MCT oil, like the brain octane, the, 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 yes, I have like a coffee one. Of it. Yeah, the, yeah, the bulletproof coffee. That's a really good one for <gasps> these times. That just takes. Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, so that so it's a derivative of coconut oil. It's called MCT, a medium chain triglyceride. But the thing that's great about it is that unlike every other fat that you ingest that has to be processed and digested, it it just it it bypasses your digestive system, goes straight to your liver, and gives you a real kick. So it keeps you like energized, but also that good fat. Like, this is why they call it brain octane is it keeps the brain nice and calm, it gives the brain the fat that it needs, gives the body extra fat to keep you going. So this is a great time to add that in. I great have an entire jug of it that I've never yeah. even opened because the person that bought it for me, she said, well, you're not going to like the taste of this, but I add it in my coffee every day. And so as soon as she said that, I started thinking negative thoughts about it, so I haven't even <laughs> opened it. So I guess I should. Any tips on how I should take it? Can I well, put you're it in a shake? Put it with butter, right? Like a natural grass-fed butter, and you're supposed to put the oil and the butter and the coffee in like a blender and blend it up, and it sort of goes like a frothy. Otherwise, the oil separates. Yeah, so that so it's how they suggest that you can you can just take it straight up though. You don't actually need to put it in a coffee and make it into a you know a drink. You can just it kind of tastes like slightly like coconut oil because it's a derivative of it. So you can just like take it by the teaspoon. My 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 biggest suggestion is less is more. Less is more because it's like a liquid oil which can kind of mess with your digestive system if you're not used to it. So start with like a teaspoon and then work your way up to a tablespoon. It's something I used to suggest for my like really um, well bodybuilders back in the day, um, but even more so my high stress clients, like my really A type personalities before COVID, people who are really stressed, they would suggest it. So now is our everyone being just stressed out and maxed out, you know, be a great add in for people just to kind of give you a bit of a pep and step in your day, you know? And how long do quickly before we go to break, how long do supplements generally take before they kick in? Some can take days, some can take weeks. You do need to be consistent about taking them and have them sort of add up, in, add up, yeah. And then it's something like, you know, you, like magnesium, for example. Most women are deficient in magnesium. You need magnesium to support metabolism, but magnesium is the first one to go when we're stressed. And also you need extra magnesium when, you, when you're PMSing and you're, when your menstrual cycle hits too, right? So that's something you want to take 
every day ongoing because it's constantly depleting. You constantly have to stay on top of that. So we we all just broken down. We're all just broken down these days. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the bad, healthy lifestyle habits that come from COVID. <laughs> Gina is going to give us some uh, information and good tips on that so we can turn that around. Absolutely. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca with co-host tonight, Joan Kelly Walker. Hi, everybody. Hi, and uh, our special guest is weight loss expert, Gina Livy. We're chatting about unexpected weight gain and what might be causing it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Let's look at some bad health or lifestyle habits that come from COVID. Um... So I remember you telling me that it's not the alcohol, though, Gina, that's making you gain the weight. It's the habits that go along with it. Now, is that true? Because, I mean, if if wine has a higher sugar content, wouldn't that be something that would make us gain weight? Because I know, right, like I, I drink wine and then all of a sudden I'm craving everything. Like I, I, I don't know if I just need to absorb the alcohol so that I feel better when I wake up in the morning. I'm not sure, but maybe you can answer that for us. Yeah, so the the issue with alcohol, like only a small, like 5% of the calories from alcohol get absorbed to your system. The problem with alcohol is not the alcohol itself, it's that it slows your metabolism. You know, as you know, as you know it, slowed, it slows your motor skills on the outside when you drink a lot of it, right? Your speech is slowed, your movement is slowed. It's almost instantly slowing down your digestive system. Um, so the problem really is what people are eating while they are drinking. If you just, you know, had some, you know, some like a, like a nice charcuterie board with some meats and cheeses, you know, something like that, no big deal. It's when you're having like a big bowl of pasta, you know, with that alcohol on top of it. It's not even so much the sugar in the pasta that it breaks down into or the sugar in the wine. It's just that everything is processing so slow. And then more importantly, we tend to do that at night. And then you go to bed with a belly full of food. Your body can't, you know, work on repairing and rebuilding and healing that it so desperately needs when we're so stressed out. You know, so then you wake up tired the next day and then you're dragging your butt. And then not only that, but now you're dehydrated. You didn't drink enough water. So then you end up craving carbs all day. You know what I mean? It's this real vicious cycle. Um, it's, I'll put it this way. I've never, ever, ever needed people to stop drinking wine or cut out alcohol in order to successfully lose weight. Um, people are always surprised when they do it anyway. And they're like, well, I cut out alcohol. How come I'm not losing more weight? Chances are alcohol is not why your body is feeling you need to store fat. That's why I said earlier, like, you know, grabbing a glass of wine and having some good laugh with some friends can go a long way in managing your stress. So in that way, that respect, having that glass of wine could be the perfect thing you need to do to actually help with weight loss. Um, So it's more the roundabout ways that alcohol messes with things. It it can mess with your hormones, especially with women. It causes you to be hydrated. It can can mess with your sleep. You know how when you're so, like, you drink a lot and you can't wait to get to sleep because you're like, oh, I'm going to have the best sleep. I'm like, you know, drink so much wine, I'm just going to pass out. But then you're wide awake at three o'clock and you're just yeah, exactly <laughs> that time, 3 a.m. <laughs> so that's your body working through its circadian rhythm. This is your body working hard at night and around three o'clock it hits your kidneys and your liver and that wakes you up, right? So that's sort of just an idea of how much um, the alcohol can, can mess with your sleep 
and mess with where your body's at. So it's not even really like the, it's definitely not the alcohol itself. Outside of that, I would say it's the foods you're eating. So try to do like meats and cheeses rather than like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, pasta, that kind of thing. Just be mindful of what you're eating when you are, if you're going to be indulging. Okay, so you're saying if I'm going to drink wine, I should not have pasta. But but yeah. I'm Italian. Wine, red wine goes with pasta. <laughs> but I can well, choose you, three options. Wine goes with everything. Well, you, you, I mean, you look amazing and you're not looking. I'm just saying specifically while people are trying to lose weight, right? Like, okay, but, you, but what about gluten-free as opposed to, because I know with gluten-free pastas or some of these whole grain pastas, they digest easier in your system or the brown rice pastas. Is, is that different yeah. than having just like a, um, a pasta that comes from, from, from wheat or whatever? Uh, a bit like if you de- definitely if you are more sa- like I mean, no one should be eating gluten we know the body's not designed to process it some people just have an easier time than others if you know you're sensitive definitely for digestive issues that can definitely help but at the end of the day pastas pastas bread bread it's that they're they're not whole foods for example black bean pasta is not the same nutrient value as eating just black beans it's not the same thing. And if you think about it, pasta is a processed form of food. It's taking from its whole food. It's processing it into a pasta. The problem with pasta is that it just turns to sugar so quickly in your system. And then high sugar requires a lot of insulin, and then high insulin signals weight gain. So if you take the sugar in pasta and the sugar in your alcohol, and then you slow it down processing through your system, that's when you run into problems. But you can help negate that by adding some leafy greens. Like if you add some leafy greens, the roughage in there will help the body process, the will help kind of process the pasta as well. So it's sort of like everything, you're, all the little bits you can do could definitely help add up so that you can justify your wine <laughs> with your pasta, you know. At the end of the day, I mean, unless you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to maintain your weight, your wine and your pasta at night is not your issue. Chances are it's probably your high stress, eating too late in the evening, you know, not getting a good sleep. It's all those sort of, you know, roundabout ways um, that it's affecting you. So you mentioned eating too late in the evening. Like what is too late? What about the timing of food at the end of the day, should we finish eating by six o'clock or can you eat later than that? Like, I think we're all in this big habit of now with COVID cooking bigger meals, enjoying them longer, having the wine with them just because it's something to do. So what time yeah. do you think is the cutoff? Honestly, like you, you can't argue with the fact um, that you're, as soon as it gets dark out, your body starts producing this chemical called melatonin. To, and it, it pumps it through your system to wind your body down, to prep it for a nice deep, deep sleep. Like it sends the message, hey, slow down, wind down, let's get ready for sleep. See, people forget, like our bodies are very primitive. So although we stay up and we're on our phones and our, you know, TVs and tablets and such, our body, as soon as it gets dark out, is expecting us to follow with sleep soon after. And so our bodies physically go into that mode, start pumping up this melatonin to wind our bodies down. The problem with eating at night is that it's, it's not the calories or anything like that. It's the message that you're sending to your body. So if you eat dinner at six, for example, right, it can take your body a couple hours to process and digest your food. Your body starts pumping out melatonin, you're winding down, your body's getting ready for sleep. And then at nine o'clock, say you're hungry. 
But the thing is, people think they're hungry that they're not. The body's like, oh, I see you're still awake. You know, maybe you should think about eating. And this is where you say to yourself, well, I'm actually just going, I'm going to bed soon and I don't need to eat. I already ate dinner, so I'm fine. Um, Whereas people will give in to that eating. And then what problem is, is that the message it sends, if you eat something at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, is, hey, body, I see that you're winding down, but we're giving you food now so that you can wake up and we can party later. Like, you're sending the message to your body that you're not winding down you're actually eating because you need energy for something you're going to do later it's all about the message that you're sending while eating late at night the body's like well why are we eating like i kind of just want to go to bed here and by eating you are saying well we're actually not going to bed i want you to eat this food now so we have energy hours from now to do something more active so then that wakes your body up remember body body acts pretty primitively so it, it, it gives you a heads up with enough time to go find food and then it gives you enough time to eat that food and wait the few hours it's going to take to process and digest that food. Like if you're if it's nine o'clock at night and you're starving and you eat something, you're like, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better. I ate. You don't actually physically feel better. The food that you eat needs to be processed, broken down, digested and stored. It can take a couple hours before it's actually usable energy. But you're what you're feeling is the insulin that your body's using to 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 flood to break down that food at the end of the day so at night you have to know that your body has no natural need your body has no natural need it doesn't matter what you say to me how late you're up or whatever your body has no natural need to eat after dark which is why it pumps a chemical through your system called melatonin um so at night you're if you're still awake though your body will check in and say oh hey I see you're still awake and you're like, yes, yes, I am. And your body's like, well, you might want to think about eating. And this is where you need to go. Well, I ate dinner, you know, not too long ago. Chances are that hasn't even been processed and digested. And I'm not really doing anything active that would, you know, cause me to have to eat something to have my body work hard to break it down for nutrients. I don't need because I'm going to be in bed by the time it's usable energy. So you have the water at that point. What if you just had like a massive as much water as you can drink to sort of fill you up. Does that help? Well, water doesn't actually fill you up. It doesn't address actual hunger. Like if you're legitimately hungry, all the water in the world wouldn't wouldn't cut through that. Chances yeah. are, though, that if you were specifically craving carbs and sugar, you were never really hungry to begin with. You're probably just always thirsty. I, I So the thing at eating at night, I know people don't want to hear that. So the goal is to eat as close to nighttime as you possibly can. And then just to really recognize hunger is not an immediate need for food. It's your body giving you a heads up. It's it's the gas tank, if you will. It's your it's your body saying, hey, you're still up. You might want to think about eating because if you're you know, going to be active. But that's where you need to say to yourself, well, I'm not going to be active. I'm just going to bed, so I don't need to eat, you know? Hmm. Wow. So, so that's I know, right? Now, now what, like some people like to have a plan. Like they like someone to say, okay, eat this at this time. Is that, is that a good thing to look for? Like I know you are a weight loss expert. Do you have a plan that people can turn to and say, okay, if I eat this at this time and do what Gina says, then I'm good? Absolutely. Yeah, I have a really specific structured plan. Now, the, the plan itself has a lot of flexibility in it in terms of food choices that people make and what you eat and when you eat really change and evolve. But, you know, protein for breakfast, going high protein for breakfast, it, it turns the body on, gets it working 70% harder from the get-go. Um, in the morning, you know, some fruit to keep your, you know, your sugar stores nice and high because it's early in your day. A nice neutral lunch, you know, vegetables, you know, that's where you lunch should be your heavier carbs because if you're going to be active, it's going to be during your day, chances are. You know, some protein, leafy greens for roughage. Afternoon, I, I'm always adding in two snacks, some raw veg, 
raw veg to keep that digestive system stimulated after your bigger lunch. Um, nuts and seeds around that three or four o'clock time where your body's naturally wired to take a dip in energy. Um, and then a, and then a nice light dinner, you know, some protein, some leafy greens, just to kind of top up your day. Like for dinner, you're not looking to eat food to get energy, right? Dinner should always be just a kind of a topper to the day, an end of the day, you know, just give the body what it needs so it can, you know, move on and focus on sleep. Yeah, I'm a big believer in a plan. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a start. You've got to have a finish. You've got to have a great plan. Uh, Gina, I have a shake in the morning and I tend to put some fruit in it with some kale, but then I also add nuts to the mix. And lately I feel like my stomach's been upset and I'm not sure if it's because I'm adding nuts in the mix. What do you do? Yeah, they're too hard. It's, they're too hard to digest first thing in the morning. Okay. I, I would lay off the nuts, yeah. Too, too hard to digest first thing in the morning, yeah. Any other weight loss tips before we take a break? Uh, um, yeah, it's not always about eating less. A lot of times people aren't eating enough food, and that's their issue. They're very stressed, their body's depleted, then they try to eat less and give their body not enough, and that can actually reinforce the need to store fat. So it's not always about feeling like you're starved or deprived. Sometimes it's just about giving the body what it needs. It's feeling a need to store fat because it's not getting what it needs. So you kind of have to change the re- figure out why your body in particular is feeling the need to store fat. Start from there. Top foods that we should be eating to maintain our health. Lots of great healthy fats, not enough good fats. Again, we're, we're stressed out. We need more good fats, avocados, nuts, seeds, oils. Be liberal with those. Buy really good quality dressings. Buy really good quality olive oil. Pour it on things. Take a fat supplement. A protein is overrated. It really is. This whole high-protein thing is just it's not necessary. You know, um, lots of leafy greens, good roughage. you got to poop. Food goes in, needs to go out, <laughs> keeping yourself regular. You can have leafy greens with every meal. Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, it, you don't need to make a huge, massive salad, but it, it does. The, the 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 roughage in the leafy greens help to process the food through your system. Yeah, so they're always. It's, I mean, I wouldn't go too crazy about it. Sometimes I just grab some, you know, spinach leaves out of the container and munch on them. Um, it is if you can think about adding them in, it's always a benefit. We need to take a break. More weight loss tips with weight loss expert Gina Livy when we come back. Also, we're going to discuss why health is a new wealth with COVID, especially when looking for a partner. Don't go anywhere. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And we're back with the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bilotta, joined by my co-host, Joan Kelly Walker, philanthropist and TV personality. And tonight's guest is Gina Livy. Gina is a weight loss expert, and tonight she's sharing some insight into getting motivated to move during the pandemic <laughs> to help so us fun. lose some weight. <laughs> yeah, right? Bye. Yes. You, you know, it's interesting in the beginning of this pandemic, people had the time. They didn't have the capacity, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like you had all this time. People were, people were at home more than ever, you know. They couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything. Had all the hot time in the world, but people just didn't have the capacity. I think now that it's been a year, it's kind of like, okay, you know what I mean? Like we got to get rolling on this. And, and I think it's too, it's, it's, the, the trick is finding something that you really enjoy doing and sticking to it. 
Um, and depending who's listening to the show, you might not be able to get to the gym, but try getting uh, a little inventive. I mean, there are a lot of home-based type exercises that you can try. There's so many great, and, and even more now than ever. Like it's been really great for sort of like the online at home workout industry because now more than ever, everybody's online. You have access to everything, every kind of workout under the sun online. So, you, you know, you can't be a, a great walk too outside, communing with nature. You know, there's a, there's a lot to be said for that. It helps to manage your stress and move your body. Regardless, the human body is meant to move. Using your energy creates more energy. So you, you have got to make an effort for your own mental health, you know, for the health of your body. You've got to make an effort to move. Some and days some people, better than others, but you've yeah, got to make an effort. Some people hate being in the cold, but just bundle just, <laughs> up. Put on a hat. Yeah. Got the yeah. around you, put on a heavy jacket, put on some boots and go. Especially yesterday well, was such a beautiful day, you know. Get out in the sunshine. And nobody ever comes healthy. back from a walk and says, well, that was crap. I'm, you know, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> so why don't we, um, before we talk about, um, you know, COVID with uh, looking for a partner and all that, um, let's talk about some supplements that you suggest for us. Oh, so, uh, so I got a great lineup of basics. Um, your omega-3, which is what I was talking about, good fat. So if you are looking to lose weight, because this is what I talk about, without enough good fat coming in, your body is going to be reluctant to let go of your fat, right? So one of the ways you can speed up that process is to add more good fat in. And then you combine that with stress, constantly depleting you. The body needs lots of great fat. So omega-3, which is kind of, it's primarily from fish. And if you aren't eating a lot of fish, it's hard to get it in your diet. So Omega-3 supplement is perfect for that. Um, a good probiotic. Um, good, All that stress is really hard on your digestive system. A good probiotic um, helps with um, boosting your immune system. It's good bacteria. It, it helps with processing food in and out. helps keep you regular. If you do have bowel movement issues, it's great to add a prebiotic with that. Vitamin D is so key this time of year. Um, weight loss-wise or weight gain-wise, uh, vitamin D uh, when you, because it's so dark so early, right? We don't have a lot of sunlight. It, dark days signal winter. Winter signals a need for the body to insulate and keep you warm. So by adding a simple vitamin D, it can trick the body into thinking it's summer year-round, uh, the sun is shining, and no need to stir fat. So, I mean, there's, it's important for like 300 different functions in your body, but can really help keep, your, keep your, the fat at bay for sure. Um, and magnesium for women, hands down, probably the most important supplement because women are deficient when we're deficient in magnesium. It just causes all sorts of issues. It, it's directly attached to metabolism. Metabolism is the amount of energy your body gives you. So those are probably my main ones. Outside of that, B, B12, because those, again, are energy. If you're not eating a lot of red meat, definitely B12. CoQ10 is great for heart. And collagen is a big one for yes, skin, I'm hair, big fan, nails. Big fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And collagen thank you so much for one. reminding me about the magnesium because I keep uh, like forgetting to go buy that magnesium calm. It comes in the powder form, and it's amazing to help you sleep as well. Magnesium it's calm. Game changer. So um, the calm magnesium, which is the brand, but if you just get it in a citrate, you take it for bed. You can take it any time of day, but when you take it before bed, it works with that natural melatonin production. It helps to calm the nerves and help the body prep for a sleep. It also helps to draw water into the bowel. So it's not a sleep aid, and it's it's not for bowel movement. It's not a laxative, but it works really well um, for both of those. And if you can combine it with some L-theanine, which is really great for stress, and sometimes some of the 
so the magnesium citrates actually come with um, L-theanine added. So those are all a really great combination, just for stress and sleep. Joy, well, I think you had days. a question about the vegan diet. Yeah, you know what? I've been trying to eat plant-based for okay. like quite a few months now, and it's going really well. And I went in to buy my, um, like, a collagen powder the other day. It was it? Yeah, collagen. And the girl was saying, you know what? This is from, like, it's bovine. So it's it's a meat-based thing. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that. So she suggested something else, but she said it's not as good. So any tips for the vegans out there? Yeah, are you eating fish at all or no? No, no. No okay. fish, no meat, no I eggs. I told her just to become a vegetarian. Scrap the vegan. <laughs> I think it's a lot easier for sure. But, you know, I'm trying the plant-based thing, and it's going pretty well. And my son is doing it with me, so that really helps. And, you know, I feel great and I'm taking all of this stuff, but I don't, you know, I take a magnesium, I take it with a calcium, I, uh, vitamin D, I just do a couple drops. I don't know how many drops. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else like that's vegan that you can suggest? Like instead of the omega threes, which are like a fish based thing, um, is there a vegan version of that or collagen? Yeah, of both of those, there's an, there's a vegan version of the omega three. So there's a lot that actually there weren't a lot on the market in the last couple of years that has changed. So I just go to the health food store, tell them you're looking for a vegan omega three, and they they get it through source other sources like you know chia seeds for example are high in omega three. So there are omega like before you had to do like a three six nine, there wasn't enough sourced omega three to make it a full omega three. So they had that in sixes and nines in there, like from yeah. black soil and such. But now now they're actually straight up vegan omega-3s you can look for. And then the collagen, yeah. I mean, collagen comes from bovine source or fish source. Mm-hmm. Marine is a little bit better for your skin, more bioidentical. But there are some vegan collagens out there as well. So I don't know the uh, brand offhand, but I know there are some good ones that just hit the market in the last year. That you mm-hmm. can find. Thank you, thank you. We need to take a break. We have so much to talk about, three of us, eh? We need to have you on regularly, Gina. You have so much information. And you talk so quick, too. We'll be right back. (laughs) You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. From singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. Thanks for joining us again on the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta with co-host Joan Kelly Walker. Our special guest, weight loss expert Gina Livy. And we're chatting about weight gain during the pandemic, making new habits, and getting your partner on board with healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. choices. That's coming up. Let's talk about that. Well, first, though. A uh, study show, I was reading the study that said that you are what you eat. Everything that you consume can affect different parts of your life, from how you look to the way you smell. And, of course, you know, scent is really important when yes. uh, you think of attraction. Mm-hmm. So both, both go hand in hand, right? You want to smell good. So yeah. what are some of the healthy foods that we should add into our diet to up our attractiveness? Mm, that was a great question. I, I mean, again, back to the healthy fats and water. 
Like, because when you're all shriveled up and all dry, that ain't attractive. Um, cellular function, cellular health, that's water, enough hydration, and good fats make nice, good, healthy cells, right? And then from there, all of that kind of eat the rainbow jazz, you know, the bright veggies, the, you know, array of fruits, like, you know, just really, but I mean, clean, clean, like good whole fruits and veggies. I don't think it needs to be complicated. You know, it just needs to be fresh. That's yeah. That's what I the think body needs. I totally agree with that. Eating a healthy diet and exercising regularly can really improve the way that your skin looks. You're yeah. more vibrant. You have this glow about you. I know when, I, when I'm doing my juicing, people are like, "What did you do to your skin?" I'm like, "Nothing. I'm just eating healthier, and it shows." Yeah, mm-hmm. I call it resources. The the body a lot of times when you're looking to make change comes down to the resources you are giving it and logistics, the time it needs to do the things that you want it to do, you know, and people don't really think about that. But it's like it's like you're it's like, I don't know, it's like building a house. You need certain tools and for your body to build your body or, you know, do renovations in your body, it needs the right tools to do that and that's the foods that you're eating it's an interesting concept that you are what you eat if you think about babies and children growing up they literally grow into human bodies you know consuming the foods that we feed them so you know how strong their cells are how well their digestive system functions the good bacteria versus bad bacteria is all based on the on the resources that you know were provided as they were growing so it's a, such a big wrap the concept to wrap your head around you are what you eat but it's it's really true you also are what you say to yourself as well right the, the energy you use the words you use that all they they now know that that actually it, it affects your cellular function um, you know, when you're when you're talking negatively to yourself, right? So healthy foods, you know, healthy conversations with yourself, like just if it feels good and clean and fresh, you know, I think, you know, like think about a big greasy burger right now, like a big dri- drippy cheese melted greasy Ugh. burger. Sorry, Joan. <laughs> it's a strong example. And then think of like a nice bowl of fruit. Think of a nice bowl of fruit, like fresh berries and you know what I mean? Like one feels lighter and clean and airy and one feels heavy and dark and, you know, like you don't even need to eat the foods to, to see, to feel how they're going to feel. So when you do eat the foods, you know, it actually does make an impact for sure. I've never heard that before. You are what you say to yourself. I love yeah. that. I'm going to write yeah. that down and I'm going to stick it right in my office and yeah. on my fridge. <laughs> yeah. That's and- why it's, a, it's key to be really it's key to be really like kind to yourself during these really stressful times. Your body is already broken down enough that you don't need to physically break yourself down. And emotions can really be very draining. You need just as draining as, as stress, right? Oh, stress. for sure. These are difficult, yeah. difficult times. But really hang are, in there, yeah. everybody, we're going to get through this together. We are. We're going to do it. We're doing it now. So yeah, how do we yeah. get our partner on board with our new healthy lifestyle? especially when they are not on board with it. You know, yeah. I mean, I think it starts before we even looking for a partner. The story always comes to mind when my sister dated this guy, and she ended up marrying him for like 20 years. But he came came to her with the story of, like, I'm overweight, but I was a fitness guy, and I'm going to be fit again. And she waited 20 years for him to get fit. You know what I mean? Like, he just... <laughs> He just, he always was just constantly overweight. And he may have been some fitness guy in high school, but when she met him, he wasn't. And he, you know, my point is don't necessarily wait 
if people are showing you the signs that they're not interested, there's only so much you can do. And I think you now the talk. Yeah. Walk the talk. Like I saw your thing about going for a walk on dates. Like, yeah. like if the guy doesn't want to go for a walk on a date, chances are he doesn't want to go do other active fun things, you know? Um, so I think starting with that, but, but besides that, um, I can tell you there's a lot of women who sign up to do my weight loss groups who want to help their husbands or even their kids. And I always tell them, focus on yourself, do what you need to do to get healthier. And when you're healthy, it shines. Like you, you put out different energy and different vibes and you're healthier and you're happier and your moods are better. And people will see that and people will want to have part of that. And I've, I know so many women who their husbands just through like, I just, because they're making the dinners or, you know, because they're eating the veggies, their husband just kind of naturally fall in line with that, you know, and, and they want to be What's that? Is that happening with you, Joan, because you're cooking vegan now? Well, you know, it's interesting. At um, a, a while ago, I had I was making some chili. So I did a regular chili. I did a bean-free chili for someone, and then I did a vegan chili. Oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah, it was a lot. It was like, <laughs> we'll talk about it takes resources and logistics. Like, I had to really plan. I had to really think, like, okay, what am I putting in this? Whatever. And and some of the meat eaters, by accident, ate some of the vegan chili, and they honestly didn't even know the difference, and they said, that was actually really good. Of course. You know, <laughs> it, it does take a lot more planning, and I'm living here with my son right now, so he and his girlfriend are both vegan so the three of us it's way easier but you have to you have to accommodate people still and it's it comes down to your logistics and your resources and the time that you plan did you know that the human body only needs a half a pound of cooked meat protein per week like that's it that's yeah, it i believe that that's i don't miss it, it. yeah well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Adina. The past year has been uh, quite a challenge, to say the least, especially when it comes to our health. And I hope you were able to take something from Gina's uh, knowledge that will help you feel your best when it comes to your own self-confidence and dating. Where can people learn more about Gina Livy? Get on board with your weight loss plan. Uh, Gina Livy, G-I-N-A-L-I-V-Y, across the board on all platforms, and apparently on Clubhouse now, too. <laughs> right, I've just convinced them on break. We're starting a group or a room. Hey, Joan? JoanKellyWalker.com and Joan Kelly Walker Official on Instagram. And when you're ready to get back out there, visit singleinthecity.ca to learn more about the virtual speed dating events happening, matchmaking packages, day coaching, and um, dating and relationship resources so that you can find that healthy lifestyle partner. You can also follow me on Instagram at OfficialLauraBellotta. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until next week, bye.